Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us to listen to this message. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening from, we trust that you'll be equipped, envisioned and encouraged as you listen today. it's great to be together, isn't it? And um, we're going to, today really is, is all about us being encouraged in how we can be those who overflow during the time of harvest. And um, what I'd like to do this morning in this first part is just sort of set the scene really and, and, and talk about a few things, use a few images that I think will help us in our understanding of, of the power of overflow at harvest time. Okay, the power of overflow at harvest time. When, um, when, when I knew that we were going to be doing this, I was actually reading through the Bible, and I happened to be at Nehemiah. Has anybody read Nehemiah recently? It's a wonderful book. And uh, if you could put this, this slide up. In Nehemiah 8, I read this, and I thought about this morning. I actually thought about, it was probably about four months ago now, maybe more. And as I read this, I thought about us in this room right now. It says, in October, so a little bit early, when the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled with a unified purpose at the square, just inside the water gate. Ezra the priest brought the book of the law before the assembly, which included men, men, give us a wave. (laughs) Women, women, give us a wave. And children, children, give us a wave. Come on. I'm going to do that one again. Ready? Children, give us a wave. Some adults helping out there. But here we are, men, women, and children, all gathered together with a unified purpose. And it says they were old enough to understand. And he faced the square just inside the water gate. And he began to open up the book of the law. And the people heard the word of God together. And I'm really excited this morning that during the time of talking about overflow, here we are, we're at the Watergate. We're gathered together with unified purpose, men, women, and children, all of us together to hear what God has to say to us because he wants us to be a people that overflow into the world around us, impact the world around us. They were all gathered at the Watergate. And then if you put the next slide up, this is a verse that David shared on just a few weeks ago. It said, it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. Can you see there again the connection between harvest and overflow? And as I was thinking about it this morning, I was reminded again of, of John 7, when Jesus stands up. If you put the next slide up. So Jesus is, is in Jerusalem, and he was at the last day of the festival. Guess what the festival was? The festival of harvests. The last day of the festival of harvest. In, in, in Israel's calendar, they had very important feasts in the year. Three really significant feasts. And the festival of harvest was the last one. That was the big one. It followed Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. We, you know, that was on the 18th and 19th of September, just gone, was Yom, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, where they would purify themselves before God together as a nation. And then they would gather together in tents, in shelters, 
and they would celebrate the great harvest that was going to be coming in in the land. They remembered they used to be in the wilderness, wandering around, relying on manna and quail, and now they're in a land where they can reap a harvest because they can plant and they can sow and they can reap a harvest. And it's at the end of this festival that Jesus stands up, and what does he talk about in the time of harvest? Overflow. Jesus stands up during a time of harvest, and he says, now is the time for you and I to overflow. And he makes this incredible statement. He says, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Who has come to Jesus this morning? Who has received from Jesus this morning? If you're here today, and you've come to him, You've made him your Lord. We're already there. We've come to him. And he says, and, and you can drink. And as you drink, from you will flow rivers of living water. What's he talking about? Overflow. The last day of the festival, the festival of harvest, that's the time for overflow. That's the time for overflow to make a difference, to change the world around it. God's timing is perfect and his provision is perfect. And when we talk about overflow, it's not about, as Christians, we walk around with a little bit of the Holy Spirit in us. Here I am walking around with the Holy Spirit. And every now and again, I get nudged, and I spill a bit. And they might get a little splosh. Or every now and again, something might drip out. Or they might get a little trickle. No, Jesus is saying, rivers of living water will overflow from within him. From the inside out there'll be a river of life that flows from within because we've come to Jesus, the source of life. And he's promised us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the one who overflows from within. And so I want to look at three images, three pictures, just to help us understand the significance of the overflow, the power of overflow during harvest time. Does that sound okay? Three images. The first one is flood. The second is a wellspring and the third is a river. So if I say flood, where do you go to immediately in your heads? Genesis, Genesis 7, 6, 7, 8, 9, the story of Noah and the flood. So if we can put that first slide up, the power of the flood. It says this, on the same day, all the fountains of the great deep burst open. This is the flood coming. And the floodgates of the sky were opened. And you know, in our lives, God wants us to, to know that there's the overflow. is isn't just, Lord, pour down this, the rain from heaven. That's a great prayer. But actually, there's a fountain within that's to burst open. Yeah. We must never neglect the one who's already inside of us. A bursting open from within and a calling of the rains from heaven. And it says, the skies are open. And the rain fell on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. As Rod Gilbert says, that's the best summer Wales has ever had. Then the flood came upon the earth, and listen to this, the water increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose above the earth, and the water prevailed and increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. The water prevailed more and more upon the earth, so that all the high mountains everywhere under the heavens were covered. That's a serious flood. The water prevailed 15 cubits higher, and the mountains were covered. The water prevailed upon the earth 150 days. What am I saying? The water will prevail. The flood 
that overflow from within will prevail in the world. It will overcome. It is greater than any mountain. It will fill any valley. The water that we carry is a flood. And it's powerful. It's really powerful. And it's transforming. There's a video clip of, of a river that's about to flood a riverbed. And I, I just want you to watch it and, in, and enjoy it and appreciate the kind of the power of the movement of this flood. So if you could play that, please, Tim. But you know, there's no question that flood has come. And it transforms and it fills that river, but it also overflows even on top of the bridge. The bridge is, is gone, isn't it? Because it's just being flooded by this water and nothing is getting in its way. Nothing is stopping it. And it covers and it prevails. And that's the flood. You know, when people meet us and they meet the Holy Spirit who is within us, they'll say, ay caramba. <laughs> it's powerful. It's transformative. It's the flood from within. And the rains of heaven coming together to transform the world around us. Do we believe that we can make that difference in the world at harvest time? I do. This is powerful. It's not wet. But it's powerful to overcome, to prevail. The second picture is the one of, of the wellspring. And uh, in, uh, this was referred to last night in our time of it. Who was here last night for worship? Wasn't it a fantastic time? Wow. Honestly, if you, if you missed last night, you missed out. You should have been here because we had a fantastic time worshiping Jesus together. It was awesome. And this word came about the springs that are within. And in Numbers 21, verse 16, Israel are in the wilderness. And in, it says this, The Lord said to Moses, Assemble the people. That same phrase is the phrase that I read in Nehemiah 8 about assembling. Get everyone together, men, women, and children. Get them all together. Assemble the people. Why? Why is God calling them together? That I may give them water. And then Israel sang this song. Spring up, O well, the well which the leaders sank, which nobles of the people dug with the scepter and their staff. There's a singing to the well within. And last night we were doing that. And there are times when God wants us to sing to the spring that's already in there. Sing to the spring. And from within, there'll be an overflow. There'll be a spring that comes up. Spring up, oh well. But I don't really feel like it. I don't really feel very good today. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the one who's in us. And I can speak to the Holy Spirit. And I can say, Holy Spirit, I'm dry. Spring up within me. Let rivers begin to overflow from within. Speak to the well within. And guess what happens? As they speak to the well, water comes forth. And it says, from the wilderness, they went to Matanah. And the word Matanah means gift of Jehovah. Who's the ultimate gift of Jehovah? Jesus. And what did Jesus come to give us? Life and the Holy Spirit. They received something of the gift of God. And in that place, as they received the gift of God, they went on to Nahaliel, which means torrents of God. It's a description again of this flooding, this overflow. This isn't a little... You know some of the fireworks you get? They're the most disappointing things ever. You light them, you run away from them, and then they go... And then you don't know if they finished or not. 
That's not the spring that God is talking about. That's not the spring that we have. It's this rushing, this overflow, torrents of God. And from there they went to Barmouth, which means the great high place. We've been seated with Christ in heavenly realms. We've received the gift. Torrents are coming from us. We're received and we're, we're elevated to be alongside Jesus Christ so that from us can flow into the valley the very life streams of the Holy Spirit. The power of overflow at harvest time. A flood and a wellspring. And I want to show a clip of Old Faithful. Has anybody seen Old Faithful in, I wasn't saying in the flesh, but it's a, has anybody been to Yellowstone Park and seen Old Faithful? Julie, I knew Julian Bowden would have seen it. Old Faithful erupts every 35 to 120 minutes. It erupts roughly about 20 times a day. And when it erupts, it goes for a few minutes, and they can sort of blow up to around 60 to, uh, well, around 60 meters, so about 180 feet at its, at its greatest height. And people gather to watch this thing explode. So we're going to watch Old Faithful for a minute. Does that sound okay? Are you ready for some Old Faithful action? All right. Did everybody get splashed? Everybody okay? You know, people gather to see that. It's a, it's a natural phenomenon, but guess what? People will gather to see a supernatural, a spiritual phenomenon <laughs> when we're overflowing, when there's floods, but there's a wellspring from within. And, and what was that wellspring for? What was the water going to do to those who got to enjoy it? It was to bless them and refresh them. Isn't it wonderful that we can be a source of blessing to those around us? You know, when Abraham was called, God said, I'm going to bless you, Abraham. I'm going to really, really bless you. You're not even wearing socks. Put some on because I'm going to bless them off. But I'm blessing you to be a blessing. I'm prospering you so that you can enjoy that wealth, but others can benefit from your generosity and your kindness and your prosperity as well. I'm refreshing you so that you can be a source of refreshment. Have a look around at the moment. There are springs here that are dotted around all over the county, all over the counties that we're in right now. Have a little look around. Just turn to the person and say, you're a spring where you are. You're a spring where you are, a wellspring. You're a spring. Turn to the person and say, you're a blessing where you are. You're a blessing. Give me a wave if, you're, if you go to school most days. Give me a wave if you go to school. That includes teachers. Janet Young, she's just started. She's with us. Great to have you with us, Janet. You're a spring in that place. Give me a wave if you go to work in a, a, in a hospital or a, a college or if you go to work in a factory or any other building. If you just go to work, basically, give me a wave. <laughs> you're a spring in that place. Amen. I'm going to say if you're sure, please read. No, you're not going to say. You know, God wants us, wherever we are, to be that spring. The people around us, when they meet us, there's a spring within, and they're blessed and they're refreshed. They will be by being in our company to encourage, a flood to overcome and prevail, a fountain, a wellspring to bless and to refresh, 
And then the third thing I want us to look at is the power of the river. Power of the river. The flood, the wellspring, and the river. There's something about water that's appealing and attractive, isn't it? People like to gather around lakes or rivers or pools or by the sea. There's just something about water that we're drawn to. And, and how much more the water of life that we carry, that people will be drawn to that. And, I, and as I was thinking about the river, I was reminded of the story in Ezekiel 47, where Ezekiel has this incredible vision of the temple. And he's seeing this incredible temple that God is building. He's seeing the church, the house of God. He's seeing the church as, as a people who have been saved and redeemed and filled with the Holy Spirit. And what's happening from this place? What's flowing from this place? A river. And it's flowing to the east. And the east always speaks of those who are away from God, those who are in the world, those who are in need of salvation. That's where the river is flowing. The river is in a pool within the temple where those who are part of the temple get to enjoy every now and again, dip their toe in, have a nice time, and leave. The temple is always together, and it's from the temple a river flows into the world. Can you put that verse up for us, please, Tim? So the river flows east. Where does it go? Through the desert. Ooh, the desert, the wilderness. That's a bit scary, isn't it? It's a bit dry. It's a bit lacking life. Exactly! It's exactly where the river needs to go. Because God is transforming and restoring. That's his heart. That's his passion. That's what he's doing in the world, in creation. He's restoring. He's bringing all things back to his always original intention. And so the river has to go out. It has to go into the wilderness. It has to flow into the desert. And the waters of this stream transform every place that it touches. Do you know what I love? The river doesn't get more salty. And stuff within the river starts to die as it comes in contact with the Dead Sea. Exactly the opposite happens. The Dead Sea is transformed. That which was salty and couldn't sustain life now is fresh and pure. There's swarms of life, of living things, wherever the water of the river flows. Life will flourish I love that statement. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. Fruit trees of every kind will grow along both sides of the river. The fruit will be for food and the leaves for healing. And then you read Revelation and you see the fulfillment of that in Revelation. But that's God's heart for us. That this, this water that we have is great when we're together. When we're worshipping together last night, there were springs. There, was, there, was, there were rivers of living water. But it must never be contained within these walls must never be contained within our homes when we gather together. It's for the world. Amen. The Jordan River overflows its banks Amen. at harvest time. When we were together praying for the Mumstop group a couple of weeks ago, Muriel Lyon had reminded us of, of something that she'd seen, I think it was on TV, about the transforming effect of the River Nile on its surrounding area. And I, and I was really caught by that. And there's a video clip that I'd like us to watch that describes the significance of this natural river on its surroundings. And just begin to think about how this can impact us and how we can impact the world around us, please. I love that statement. The wilderness is transformed and Egypt becomes paradise once more. Isn't that God's heart for the world? That the wilderness is transformed. That Egypt, that place of slavery, becomes a paradise. Why? Because the river has flowed into that place and transformed it 
No, God wants us to appreciate the power of overflow at harvest time. That within us, that as a people, we carry a flood that overcomes. We shouldn't be afraid of mountains or valleys. What we carry, you know, it talks about perfect love covers all sin. It's just, Jesus says, in this world you'll have trouble, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. That there's a prevailing and an overcoming with what we carry. That there's a wellspring within that we speak to. And that as we do, people around us are blessed and refreshed. And that the river that we carry, that comes from the church, is transforming. It restores and it brings life to the wilderness. Can we stand together, please? We're going to release the children in, in a second. Kids have been brilliant. Thank you so much for, for listening, kids. You're going to go to your classes in a moment. But right now, just can we, in our own, in our own hearts, I'm not going to ask you to do anything, just, just whatever you feel is, is a response right now, but I just want to pray and ask that the Holy Spirit would affirm some of these things that I've shared this morning. And that we have a fresh conviction of who it is that's in us, of the life that we carry because of him. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you that we are your people. I thank you that you've come to fill us, not just to top us up, but to fill us to overflowing. And Holy Spirit, we say as the people of Jesus Christ, as his kingdom people, we want to be those who transform the world around us, who impact the world in the way that Jesus himself did. That we would be the feet of Jesus Christ. We bring up the hands of Jesus Christ, the mouth of Jesus Christ into the world around us. And river, we just pray that you would flow from us within, that there would be fresh springs that would begin to emerge in us this weekend. That we'd be reminded, Holy Spirit, of who is in us, that you're in us and that you're with us. And that you've overcome the world. And that you've come to bring refreshing and blessing. And that you've come to bring restoration and life. And that we're carriers of that life because of the work of Jesus Christ. I pray you'd bless every child here. I pray you'd bless every youth here. I pray you'd bless every adult here. Holy Spirit, that you'd anoint us afresh for all that you have planned for us. That Jesus is glorified. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>